We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, the old man, Andreas Hale, repping our teams, Giants and Niners. Two W's this weekend in the NFL. It's going to be great. Dre, I'm not even going to see your team play. I'm not. I'm going to be on a plane. Going to Disney World. That's too bad. I mean, I mean, you shouldn't miss anything. I'm not going to miss a damn thing. We should, we should run the Seahawks over. Yes. So by the time I touch down in Disney World, I'll watch the night game and and have a nice little nice little Saturday. There's boxing on, which is what we're talking about today. Yep. I have to cover ESPN boxing. There is a card. Uh, uh, it's FA, right? Yes. Uh, a jog bus. A like, kill somebody. That's what I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. So that's, it should be cool. Like kind of, it's. It's that warm-up fight. They do this every year. It's like upstate New York. It's just like trying to get back in the swing of things before we, we go into February and March where it really picks up for top-ranked boxing. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Javante Davis selling out in D.C. He took the show back home. Not a tune-up fight, but one hell of a performance by him. But we'll talk about everything with Javante Davis because there was an arrest prior to this. I think we got that in on our last show. But uh, I'm not sure because we had the awards. Not even yeah, sure if we really we discussed it. No, we didn't. So everything with Javante Davis, he both simultaneously tried to wreck his career and proved his star power in one weekend. So we'll talk about the enigma that is Tank Davis. We will also dive into a ton of boxing announcements yeah. for the spring. and Take a look at the schedule and just see like, so there's a lot of good boxing fights. A lot of stuff still on the table that we know is coming. We really just don't have dates for. So we'll talk about all of those that are surfacing in boxing. Should be fun. Catch up. It's three weeks of boxing to talk and get back into the swing of things. But like most boxing shows, we usually start off a little hip hop. Yeah. It's been a while. And today I was like, yo, we're just going to come in. We're going to talk boxing. Your timeline changed that, Dre. On Twitter. For some reason, I caught the bug again. Mm-hmm. I was like, is Dre, like, trying to tell me something? Is he, like, going back into hip-hop journalism and I don't know? He's like, is he picking up five more side gigs now that he's home on paternity leave and he got extra time on his hands? He's like, my son don't let me sleep. He don't. I got time to write. <laughs> Hit me up. 
So you you asked very insightful hip hop questions. You had three tweets. One that stuck out to me though, and I figured we opened the show with this: the best non hip hop songs on a hip hop album. Yep. One first thing in my head was, and I'm not sure the answer to this. Do other genres have like non like you listen to country album and be like, yo, is there a non country song on this outside of Taylor Swift? Which was the knock. They were like, yo, there's a pop song on this country album yeah. earlier in her career. And I, eventually she was like, fuck country. And went all pop. And But I, I don't know, like rock's music is just like, yo, I'm going to throw a random country song in here. No, nah, it doesn't really happen in other genres, right? Yes. Like, it would it, it would happen in R&B where you get like Bobby Brown rapping on a song. Yes, that was that was atrocious. Yeah, which was like the extent of it. Yeah. But in hip-hop is, there's always their album, not every album, but there's a lot of artists who have a song that has aesthetically is completely different from what the rest of the album is. And, yeah, and what triggered it is I'm listening to Equimini, and Spotify Delicious comes on, and I'm like, yeah, this is like the greatest non-hip-hop song on a hip-hop, on a hip-hop album. When the actual answer is, is uh, Spotify Delicious and Liberation are the two best non-hip-hop songs. They're both by Alphys. Like Spotify better than Liberation. I love Liberation. Liberation. They're both incredible, but... I mean, CeeLo is... It's CeeLo. It's <laughs> one of the most underrated talents that we've ever seen in this yes. industry. But it's either here nor there. But I asked that question, got a ton of engagement. And people, like, you know, people, I got so many different answers. Are you taking that as your number one, though? Uh, it's 1A and 1B. Liberation is what I do. Okay, same team. out. Yes. Uh, Equimini, by the way, every time I listen to it, it's like, this is probably in my top five albums. It's a, it's like, It stands the test of time. It does. It never gets old. And it's an album that you cannot find another album that sounded like that. Past, present, or future. Like, there's nothing that Big sounds Boy like that. Big Boy is so good. Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, damn, he's criminally underrated. Oh. But then you listen to Dre, and you'd be like, I get it. Like, Three Stacks is is oh, that good? But Big Boy wasn't that far behind. No, dude, like, if you go through the album, and then we'll, we'll get into the subject. If you go through the album, Return of the Gangsta starts that shit off. Come on. Skew it on the Barbie with Raekwon? <laughs> Rosa Parks, The Art of Storytelling 1 and 2, those back-to-back are two of my favorite songs ever. Like, I, they're incredible. But then, yeah, I mean, it's just, Aquim and I, of course, it's one of the, there is no, and that's why I love that album, because there's no album like it. Yep. It was able to put a liberation on there, and it's Spodioli Dobelicious, and they fit. They didn't mess up the vibe of the album. Like, when people ask who's the greatest group or duo in hip-hop history, I'm like, it's Outkast, and there's, like, no question. No. I don't care if Wu-Tang has 15 members. I don't care. And I love Tribe. I love Tribe. It was great. But Outkast is different. Yeah, and their three albums, they didn't do what Outkast did. No, Outkast, like, when everybody talks about who has all these classics. I think do three first, it's three, and I don't think Tribe tops Outkast. And we don't even get to Stankonia yet. No, I mean, I think, yeah, Southern Playalistic and AT Aliens and Equimini. Like, I don't even need Stankonia. I don't need... Like to even put it in that mix. Yeah, you don't need and I, I think they are ready. Love blow blow. No, 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 no. Nope. So I think yeah, they're ready. Top. What are some of the other? Is there any other songs that you thought of? I'm, I'm going to actually pull up. Yes, a lot so, of a lot of different things. After I was thinking about it, because you got me thinking, I was like, "Yo, that's such like a, a tough, like, topic to think of, right?" Because, um, obviously Drake, but how much of a hip hop album is a hip hop album? It's Drake's a hip hop album. Yeah, so Drake has a couple, especially on the mixtape. Like, so it, far hold on, now. there's a young man that just walked by. He had a Seahawks hat on. 
taunting, <laughs> just you know. taunting you. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Drake uh, definitely has some, and we can pick which one. Like, Trust Issues was dope, wasn't it? Um, so Drake has a couple. Marvin's Room probably is in there somewhere. And to me, though, when I thought of that, I, I sat down. I was like, man, if I have to think recently, I went recently back because I had to like, remember, Schoolboy Q Studio is probably the best of the yeah, past 10. It's still a rap song. Studio. That was like Schoolboy Q no, singing. Like, that's, that's, he's rapping on this. No, no that's, that's very count. harmonious. It's, it's, that was not Schoolboy Q like in the box. You hear this, you'd be like, yo. What? No, it's a, it's a rap song. No, it's like an R&B type song. Um, Lauren Hill, which was yes. on the Fuji's album. Killing Me Softly. Killing Me Softly. Is, is, it's, it's hard to top. The two songs that were mentioned the most were Umi Says, Most Deaf, and Killing Me Softly, The Fugees. Yes. Those are the two most mentioned songs. Almost made me watch uh, Block Party by Dave Chappelle. Because <laughs> <laughs> he comes out doing Umi Says and the crowd goes nuts. Umi Says is incredible. And my man, William Ketchum, who used to work for Vibe, mentioned May, December at the end of Most Deaf. Which, again, Black on Both Sides is a perfect album. It's a classic. It's... Class, I mean, I don't, it's not a, not a Quemini. No, it's not a Quemini. Well, it's different. It but, is. But the fact that you had Umi Says on there, the fact that you had Miss Fat Booty on there. <laughs> yeah. The man made a song about the water crisis in the world. Yep. New World Water. Speed Law. Like, it's an incredible album. The, the way he was able to throw Umi Says on there and May December, which is just like a really dope instrumental at the end, and it, you didn't miss a beat. Black and Both Sides is incredible. But those are the two songs that... Everybody mentioned um, a song that somebody mentioned cheating from uh, Little yes. Brothers Minstrel Show. My man Fonte, Percy Miracles. That notorious big player hater. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> player. Oh my hater. god. Which is yeah. Uh, Drawn by De La Soul was mentioned by a few people. Which was on. Oh my god. The only album that's on streaming services. Uh, it's got Little Little Dragon on it. I can't remember the name of the damn song, but. Oh. It's, it's Outkast is the best of this because the other song by Outkast that people mentioned, Funky Ride, off of Southern Playlistic, yep. which is like the horniest R&B song. Like it, <laughs> listen, just to get jump off the subject real quick, we still got boxes to talk about. Why were the 90s so horny in R&B? Oh, they had nothing else to do. I mean, dog, the There's amount... no video game. Imagine how much we play video games, right? Like, yeah, but think of this. We play a lot of video games. Like, it takes up a lot of our life. So we play a lot of video games... You stream shows and, like, binge them. They got stuff once a week in a very specific window. Yeah. We have every, every NFL game every weekend. They had three. Yeah. There's a lot of shit we do in our life that, like, takes up time. No, besides parenting, working, blah. Like, our free time, they had nothing but to be horny. No, but when I, when I say horny, I'm not even just talking about the content. Like, the amount of people, like, you had to go find a woman. It was like, don't make it sound like you're having an orgasm in the booth. Oh. And it happened so on, like, songs. like uh, uh, intros, come inside. Uh, Jodeci. Yeah. It's a lot of <laughs> slurping on these. I'm like, yep. yo, this is some horny-ass 90s R&B. Jenny Wine got, like, three of those. Yeah, like, Funky. I remember playing Funky Ride, and my grandmother was around. <laughs> and she was like, 
all right, what the fuck is that? I was like, you watching porn? I was like, no, I'm listening to Outcast. And then, you know, like I had the CD, which had the, the naked woman with the Afro yep. on. My grandma was like, what is this garbage? This blasphemous garbage. I was like, uh. 90s was very horny. It was very weird. LL. LL went full horny. Yeah. Oh, they, he hit like 93. And like the end of doing it well. Yeah. Horny as fuck. I was like, oh. oh That's like, what I'm saying. They, like, everybody's boning. They, they, they hunching in the booth. I am. I'm very... There needs to be a documentary on who these people are that were making these sounds, right? You just want the random sex sound people? Yeah, I want, I want a documentary. It was like, this is your claim to fame. Like, <laughs> no one knows. Like, oh, what's your name? Oh, my name's Leticia. Who are you? I was a girl that was moaning in the Funky Ride song. Oh, well, how'd that come together? Like, like I need to hear this story. And somebody grandmama right now. Yeah, like, she's somebody. They, she they, got kids. they don't gotta know Grandma, you were, you were sucking dick in the coming side song? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. me. Two live crews, so come on. There was so much horny in like ninety. Literally, it's me so horny. Was it hit? It was a hit. Hit. Yeah, two live crews. <laughs> just it's too short. Like, but I'm just saying, like '90s R&B, like the words weren't necessarily as explicit as they are now. Like Trey Songz very bend you over and unless like he who must not be named. We can't talk about him. No, but, just if we're also... You know. But the sounds that are on these things, like, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, how do you... Where do you find these people? Like, oh, I'm, I'm just getting my homegirl to do it. I need a documentary on that. I need to. <laughs> you just... That's next. Um, not yet. So many good songs. And so many, I guess we don't even think about. Hopefully, people hit us up on Twitter. Let us know their favorite non-hip-hop songs. I'll give you one, Girl, I'll House You. Jungle Brothers. Is Jungle Ooh. Brothers on streaming networks? Uh, yes. De La Soul is actually coming back in March, March 3rd. I saw that. I'm so happy. <laughs> We've been calling I, for that for a while. I, I need people to understand the genius of De La Soul. There are so many people that talk about groups they never mentioned De La. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with you? They're incredible. Yep. But yeah, there's uh, there are plenty of non-hip-hop songs. I haven't the next one I'm I'm doing another one next week. That's why I'm like, I'm, I might make this a thing. Yeah. Like random questions because like the most underappreciated Nas song that did really well and I started with like Second Childhood and people gave me so many different answers. This, the next one, it's, it's a fun one. I've, I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm just waiting now because I think I'm going to make this a thing. No, I like it. Uh, listen, I it gives me like one, something to think about and then I go through the mentions and I just play all these songs as people <laughs> say it and it's a good way to like, yo, I forgot about this yep. or like this was so dope. So, yeah, no, I like that. And before we go to boxing, I was like, you know what? Boxing? Yeah, cool. Boxing will take care of itself. We're going to talk boxing. Plenty to talk about there. But, Dre, I'm not even sure if you saw this. You know one of my favorite things? List. Yeah. You must be talking about that Rolling Stone list. Billboard. Oh, it's Billboard? Billboard That's list. Uh, Billboard and Vibe collaborated on the top 50 greatest rappers of all time. They haven't revealed the whole list, though, right? I am going through it right now. No. So, they're going in sections. Okay. But they have released 50 through 41. Just came through. All right. I just want your thoughts real quick. Rick Ross is at 50. Keep going, because I'll need to know what's on this list. 49 is Revron. 48 is Melly Mel. Okay. Which, I mean, that's a pretty good spot for Melly Mel. 47 is MC Light. 46 is Jada. Okay. 45 is Ice T. 44 is Queen Latifah. 43 is Bun B. 
42 is Redman. 41 is E40. And that is it for this list. It went through 41. Hmm, Redman should be higher than E40. Um, Jada can't be 46. Uh, maybe. Depend- I need to know the criteria of this list also. MCs. Yeah, but is it impact? Is it skill? Like, there are, there are different... Because if it's skill, like, Melly Mel can't be, like, top anything. But impact... In determining these rankings, the Billboard and Vibe editorial teams opted first to limit the rap arena to North America. So, example, British rapper Slick Rick isn't on this list. Um, and there's also no reggaeton, no dancehall in here. And then they took into account body of work, cultural impact and influence, longevity, and flow. That's it. Okay. Well, it, it, well E40, hmm, he's kind of where he should be at because E40's had, like, such a heavy impact on... Bay Area. Well, I mean, just lingo. <laughs> the shit that we've stolen from E40 over the years and he doesn't get credit for? Yeah. Like, the hyphy movement. Like, oh. Yeah, and he's still here. Going dumb. Um... um MC Light's a little high. Mm. I gotta see. The I don't rest need of the her list. and Queen Latifah on this list, and no, I think Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah is more impactful. Nah, I mean Light is a rock man. Uh, like it's hard to keep MC Light off. Ice T at forty five is a little. Nah, a lot of people aren't like Ice T fans. You ain't gotta be. Ice T is a fucking legend. Yeah, like I feel like that's low. I, I but mean, I don't know. I got to see the rest of the list. got to see the whole thing. Yeah, like Bun B at 43. I can't count high for until me. I see the rest of it. Bun is in a group to me. I'm not separating nah, UGK. Nah, Bun's had great solo albums. Those, those Trill OG albums are incredible. Bun's, he, yeah. I mean, because I'm sure Andre is going to be on this list. You think him and Big Boy separate? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's tough. Then, yeah, we, we'll revisit this when the whole list comes out. But I was just like, the, the upheaval. Was Jada at 46? Eh, I don't know yet. I got to see the rest top of five, dead or alive. He's not top five. He's not top five. But <laughs> just, I, I, lo- I think Jada Kiss is great. I, I've never, there's never been a whole Jada Kiss album that I was like, that's the one. That's always been my problem with Jada Kiss. Yeah. My problem with Jada Kiss is like, he'll show up and show out. But then it's like, when you give him his own album, it's like, eh. I'm not same sure. Thing with Fabulous. Fabulous is the same thing. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a feature I could find that Jada flopped on. No, Jada, if, like, if you call Jada, <laughs> you you getting heat. Yeah, you getting heat. Like, he's coming for your neck on your song. But then when you leave him to his own devices for himself. It's tough. Yeah, it's like, he's had some joints. Like, I was listening to Put Your Hands Up the other day. Yep. Like, this is hard. Jada's got a gun. Jada, Jada, that first album was. He's got some dope shit. But I get why he's where he's at. Um, but I'll need to see the rest of the list. I'm, I'll, top 10 will be interesting. Yes, I can't wait. Well, I'm sure we'll shred the list when it all gets down because the, the top 10, if Ho's not number one, throw the list away. I don't want to see future. I don't want to see Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Kendrick. Uh, who am I? Rakim. Yeah. Then Andre's after that. And then you start getting into like Andre's after some that. Eminem, I mean, some Wayne. Yeah. Some Drake. I don't know how, I don't know where Drake will be on this list. I think Drake is fringe top 10 when you include like all those criteria. Longevity mm. is a lot now. He's a decade. You got to have like somebody. Snoop's got to be on the list. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I would say Snoop was at his zenith for a decade. Like, no, 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 I I agree. I agree. Even though Doggy Style is one of the greatest debut albums. Like, I M's a better rapper. I can't say M is better than Drake at this point because he didn't last a decade. He is the one. Eminem is the one person that ages like milk 
on these lists. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to revisit it, but stylistically, I, one look, of the most naturally gifted rappers ever. I, well, of the mindset is Eminem is technically one of the greatest rappers I've ever heard. And I've been on Eminem shit since before, like Slim shit, like Infinite. I've always yep. been on Eminem shit. But as the years have gone by, he, he started to fall down people's lists. He's one of those people, like, if he would have died after the Marshall Mathers LP, or even the Eminem show, yep. he'd have been, like, top three. But that and the fact that as time goes on, more people say he was popular because he was white than he was dope bothers me. Because Eminem, yeah. yes. But the subject matter lends itself to that. It, the subject matter is complicated. Like, yeah. It, it's com- like, you can't, li- like, you listen to Marshall Mathers LP now, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. if you introduce him to a new- Kim, like, you can't release Kim today. I mean, listen to Kill You. Yeah, it kills, it kills. Like I love Kill You. Yeah, me too. I think Kill You is incredible, <laughs> but it's like it's like watching Eddie Murphy Raw today and showing it to like a twenty year old. Yeah, and they're like, "You guys are mad at Dave Chappelle? Like you should Eddie Murphy should be canceled? Like that's the type of shit that Eminem was making." But I think technically, you can only justify it in the in the era that they were in and the yeah. music they were making. I'm very curious to see where Eminem ends up on this list. Oh, it's gonna be fun to watch how this list plays out. Let's hit a break real quick, come back. Let's dive into boxing because not only do we got to talk about Tank and his successes, his failures, boxing journalism as a whole, how these things are covered, combat journalism as a whole. Oh, I got some It's been a tough to week in combat journalism. I got some, some words to like, We don't look great as, a, as an entity, as a collective yeah. this past week, so we'll no. dive into that. And then uh, some of the big boxing announcements coming up. So you guys don't go anywhere. All Boxing Talk to finish off the show. Be right back after this. All right, just that quick, we are back. All Boxing Talk from here on out. Dre. Not really. Somewhat. Okay. It revolves around. Javante Tank Davis, pay-per-view card. He's fighting Garcia, not that Garcia. <laughs> him, and, him and Ryan got a date a little later. But he has a tough fight in Baltimore. It's nowhere near a tune-up fight. And coming off of the new year, people are like, how is it going to perform? Not sure about the pay-per-view buys. He does a $5 million gate yeah. in his hometown. Stars were out. Some detriment. I mean, Meek Mill started a fight in the crowd. Yeah. And the boxing match was paused. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> like, I've never seen I, Listen, for those who haven't watched the fight for whatever reason, I mean, Tank was all over social media. But apparently Meek Mill got into it with the Russell brothers. Uh, I think it was Gary. It was Antoine is the one they got into it with. I'm not They're sure. They're all named Gary Russell. But yeah, so Meek Mill pops up. You see him pop up in the back. I saw Wallow. I thought Wallow was originally involved <laughs> in it, but apparently he was the peacemaker. Tank Davis and uh, Hector Garcia look, and they just stop fighting. Yep. Most of the time, a fight happens in the crowd. You think they're cheering for you. You keep fighting. These two is like, there's a fight happening. Javante is always very keen to what's happening outside of the ring. At one point, he's looking for Leonard Ellerby. He's not even paying attention to his corner. You no. know where Leonard at. He's just trying to talk to people. But part of that also makes me, <laughs> it's going to sound bad. Part of it is because Javante is like, I know what could happen. So I got to be ready to run yeah. <laughs> if some shit pops off. Yeah. Because if you, when you saw Meek Mill, it's like, Meek, what are you doing, first of all? You get your ass beat. All those Russell brothers will fuck you up. Yeah. 
They look small. Yeah, but they can fight. Oh, yeah, don't don't let that fool you. But bring it back. Tank, Hector Garcia. Um, tuna fight, not a tuna fight. I, I lean more towards tuna fight because, yes, Hector Garcia big Chris Colbert. But it's a 130-pounder, small, even though he's bigger in this fight. Doesn't have a ton of pop. No. He's never really a threat to Tank. Tank needed to stay busy. Um, hit the man so hard he lost his vision. Forgot where he was at. That shit was so crazy. Because I, I thought he said no moss at first. Yeah. But he did it. He said, donde es? Like, where am I? And I was like, yo, the guy doesn't even know he's in Baltimore right now. No, he has no idea. Or where in he's D.C. At. or whatever. This, this, that kind of finish, because it wasn't a violent finish that we all expected. Like, we figured a knockout at some point. I didn't think he'd knock him out like he did Leo Santa Cruz. I thought he was going to get him out of there. Yep. But he connects with, like, this vicious left hook. What was it, round eight? End of round eight? Yep, end of round eight. And Garcia stumbles. Tank's giving chase, very patient, looking for the finish. Bell sounds. In my head, I'm like, ah, he'll finish it the next round. The first, but I didn't even hear Dundee. I heard, I heard them talking about he can't see. Yeah, that's when he got to the stool. And I he was, was like, walking to the stool. He had no clue where he was. Son, he punched him blind? <laughs> like, yo, what are we, what's happening? They stopped the fight. He quits on the stool. And, I, and the funny thing is, nobody called him a quitter. People were, like, concerned. Yes. Mans don't know where he's at, and he can't see? It reminds he turned, me... He turned the, to a fucking leper. Like, <laughs> Javante turned him into a leper with a punch. That's crazy. It reminds me of the Cat Williams uh, sketch where he's just like, deaf? Like, I'm going to hit this and die? Yeah. And he's like, no, I can't hear. He's like, I got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah, like, I no. I don't need this anymore. No. Um, It's a good showing by Tank. Uh, he it, always delivers. Yeah, I mean Tank is a is a unique talent because he has that it factor. Like he has it power in combat sports is usually it. Yeah, but he but it's more than just power. His presentation, the way how he looks, like yeah, I guess there is there is something about Tank that and and shout out to Mayweather Promotions, even though he split from them, they put him in every market imaginable. Yep. And turned him into a star. They made sure he connected with the hip hop audience. Like they made sure they created a culture around Tank. So when Tank fights, you're gonna come out. DC, Atlanta, Cali. He got the immediate rub off of Floyd. Yeah, he got he did it. Everything was done right to build Javante Davis. And now he's, as they would say, he's box office. Yep. The fight with Ryan Garcia is going to be huge. I wonder, real quick, if Ryan's making a mistake not fighting. Not because of the, he needs a tune-up, but to build more momentum towards the fight. Because this clearly helped heading into the Ryan Garcia yeah. fight. I, I think the contracts are done, so you're not building momentum financially. No, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of pay-per-view buys, interest. I, I think it's going to, that's, Ryan's following is Ryan's following. You're not True. losing or gaining Instagram followers off but, of But you fight. know what happens, like, Tank does this and everybody goes, it's like, Tank's going to kill Ryan. Yeah, which is cool, which makes it even better if Ryan pulls up set, right? I think the number one thing is, and what people forget, is that Ryan had surgery as well. So he's had like two nagging injuries between this last fight that he had. Um, And then, of course, he took the step away for the mental health. But he came back from mental health and then needed surgery. So it's like one of those things where I'm just like, I wonder if he just needed to get 100% healthy. Yeah. Because not many times in boxing, you could really let your body heal and be like, 
all right, I could afford to not take fights. This is a kid who can. And going in against Tank, no one's taking Tank lightly. No, not at all. So it's like, yo, I need to be 100%. And I'm not sure Tank could say he's going to be 100%. Like, back-to-back camps is draining. So strategically, and, and Goosen's not a smart, you know, a dumb dude as a trainer. So Goosen was like, yo, you need a fight. Like, they would have went out there. He would have beat up. They had an opponent. They had an opponent. They had a date. Like, but if Goosen's like, yeah, no, nah, get healthy. We can see enough with what we got to get. I, I understand that aspect strategically where you don't have to be in camp all this time. You got to stay sharp. The weight is something Ryan's growing out of. So it's like, so what are we going to do? You're going to cut twice? Or are you going to fight and then cut? Like, for what? Let's cut once. And then you're gone from this way. So, like, why put your body through two cuts? Tank ain't cutting. Tank hit 134. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of easy. Yeah. So, Ryan got to cut down to 136 again. At least they hit the catch on it. I'm shocked he didn't get 137, but whatever. whatever. It, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, hit 136, not 135. That extra pound helps. And you let your body just do one cut. So, I, I see the advantages for Ryan as opposed to Tank when you're the bigger guy coming back down. And it's not going to hurt Ryan, in my opinion. There's no rust there. I think it's going to be what it is. It's going to be speed, precision, versus power and precision. And it's going to be a chess match more than I think people are giving it credit for. Yeah. Because neither of these guys are high-volume punchers. They don't, they don't throw and pray. It's like, who's going to make the mistake and you're paying for it? No, this, I mean, this will be a great fight. Uh, if you ask me today, I might lean towards Tank. This is my biggest problem with Ryan. He carries his chin high. He does. And that, you know, what Luke Campbell did to him, even though he came back and won that fight with a brilliant body punch, if Tank hits him with that punch, it'll be tough. We're reading his obituary Sunday morning, right? Like, you can't allow... T- tank that kind of opening the problem the other side of this is ryan's length and his speed is something that yeah tank is fast but ryan's different yep the timing on that left hook is if you throw enough jabs you can out punch tank to take rounds tank is hit that's my other problem with tank it comes a matter of much like deontay wilder you gotta catch me what happens if you don't or what happens if you drop me and i get up oh it's demoralized and you don't got enough rounds in the bank. Like, if you don't finish me, you are now losing rounds a lot. So if I can survive and you drop me once, but I'm up eight to four, you're going to lose. Uh, or we're going to hit a draw like this, Fury. This is going to be a great fight. I oh, can't wait to see what the undercard is, the momentum. Oh, they're going to stack that out. Seems like the date is April 15th in Vegas. Maybe. I've heard that was the dates, right? I guess it's dependent on Canelo. Yeah, um, Canelo man, I'm fighting John Ryder in the UK. Like, there's a there's a lot of shit going on for March and April, a yeah. lot. But I think April 15th should be the day. It should be. It should be. Um, it seems. I think it's bigger than just about any fight in the first half. Like, yes. what what fight is bigger than Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis? None. Um, Fury. Usyk may get signed. It's not bigger. It's not bigger. The only and, fight that's bigger is like if AJ and Deontay Wilder were to fight. Yep. That's bigger. Spence but, Crawford. I mean, Spence Crawford's we'll big. Yeah, but 
It ain't happening. No, yeah, it's not happening in the first. So, so Ryan and Tank, they should like everything should be dictated based on what they do. But obviously, Canelo's going to fight Cinco de Mayo weekend, whether it's yeah. in Vegas or somewhere else. But they were talking about if Canelo fights in the UK, Ryan and Tank, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo, because now you stagger. And if you fight in the UK, Canelo's fighting in the morning. Yeah, but you don't want to do two pay-per-views. Because Canelo, Canelo will be a pay-per-view. Uh, that's tough. You don't want to do two pay-per-views on the same day. You want to split them up. So yeah. We'll see. But it's a big fight. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about this card is we saw Jerome Boussinis. Yes. And some people was like, oh, he's not as good as advertised. I was like, no. He fought a guy with great footwork who knew how to get away. It's the Teofimo Lopez fight all over yeah, again. You can't, you can't knock everybody out. Especially when somebody realizes, like, my job now isn't to win this fight. My job is to not get knocked out. Yep. And exactly what happened. I still think Boo Sennis is a problem for everybody in this division. Uh, all indications point to Keith Thurman fighting Errol Spence. Yep. At, what is it? They said 50 or 54? No, it'll be at uh, 54. So that's kind of taken off the table for Boots. But... I don't know who's next for Boots. Uh, oh, boy, he pulled the upset. Ugh. In the same card. Yeah, I mean, Rashidi Ellis. Mm. Nah, he shit the bet on that one. Boy, oh, boy. Rashidi Ellis. First six rounds, I was like, boy. Yep. He's going to break jab records and all kinds of shit. Ran out gas. Ran out gas and got, got beat. <laughs> so. And I know Boots is like, you were talking all that shit next to me at the press conference. Speedy Rashidi. <laughs> but that should be Boots next fight. I always thought the winner of those two would be Boots next fight. And Boots is just... Killing time. Really, him and Virgil could put on their own super fight if they wanted to, but mini super fight, like prospect fight. Got a lot of work to do. But yeah, I don't think either of them are commanding. No, not yet. Boots hasn't even main event. Like, main event. Yeah, he's got to. This is, like, I tweeted it. Like, this should be the last time Boots does a main event. Yeah. He doesn't need to pay main event a pay-per-view, but, like, he should be main eventing Showtime. 100%. It's, it's time. So we talk about Ryan, or excuse me, Tank's accomplishments in the ring. But... As we mentioned before, man got arrested. Yeah. Ten days before the fight. Now, Pierce charges dropped. Big Mama recants the story. Fight goes on. Tank remain I mean, he says and maintains his innocence throughout. If that's the end of it, then what can we say about it? The optics don't look great though. And he's facing another case. His other domestic charge got on. It got uh, dismissed as well. Even though this video, we saw a video, yoked her up. That got dismissed. Now he's facing the hit and run charges, which there might be photos. I, I don't know. We'll see if that can stick or if he beats that case. So there's a couple more hurdles before we can get to him and Ryan. But do you trust Tank to stay out of trouble? No. No. Um. Tank is who he is, right? And a lot of people was like, oh, he's taking straight out of the Floyd playbook. Well, yeah, there was no social media. Mm -hmm. when Floyd was, you know, fighting in 96 and 2001 and 2005. And two, like, there was no social media until Floyd was in his 30s. And even then, he went to jail. Yep. Tank is doing this now, and he hasn't even hit the prime of his career. And he can't seem to stay out of trouble. And I, me personally... I think him splitting from Mayweather promotions is is bad for him because there isn't somebody to keep him in check. Shakur Stevenson appeared on the, the Zone Boxing Show 
and explained mm-hmm. why he will not go to another tank fight because tank made him look like tank acted like a diva and he's like he's just different da 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 and it made me think is like tank's really smelling himself right now and by all accounts he should in the boxing ring but you're not above the law like we just talked about the MMA show we talked about Dana White now you yeah your baby mama recanted. So a lot of people do, right? Yep. A lot of domestic incidents end up being recanted day after, a couple days after. But my problem with Tank is, bro, I saw you at the basketball game yoke that girl up, yeah. which is a, a separate incident. Like, we saw that. So how can I... I, I don't believe you. Yep. I and, heard the 911 call yeah, for this like, incident. Like, I don't believe you. Yes, we're not going to say that every, every... Like, women don't cry wolf. Men don't cry. Well, like, people lie. Yes, they do. But... Well, this smoke, this fire. And I think Tank will need to find a way to stay out of trouble. I don't know what he's going to have to do. Like, Ryan's on the other side of this. Ryan has found a way to, when he's zoned in, he's zoned in. Tank, it's like, dude, this hit and run shit, it's nothing to play with. Yeah, at all. I don't, I don't know if Tank is long for this business if he can't get his shit together. He needs somebody an advisor, somebody who can keep him in check. And I, I just don't see that right now. Yeah, at the, at the worst, Floyd always had Ellerbee. Yeah. But right, like, to yeah, bounce even, shit off of. Like, like, even Leonard and Floyd's relationship was more like, like, Leonard was, like, the bag carrier originally. Yeah. Floyd. And he, he, like, matured into that position. Um, You know, and Floyd had Bob Arum originally. And, like, Tank is... In the social media era, everything gets accelerated so fast and the money's coming really quick. And LRB and Mayweather Promotions did a great job with Tank. But it feels like Tank feels like he doesn't need them and it leaves him to his own devices, which means, like, this domestic incident is not the first and won't be the last. What happens if he loses? That's my worry. Boy, you have a Mike Tyson situation on your hands. Because you're somewhat acting out. You're on top of the world. You have all reasons to be focused. You're untouchable. You should be locked in. If you lose and have to deal with that for really the first time, that can be problematic. If you lose once, yeah, you lose twice. Yeah. Here's, if he loses to Ryan for any reason, you beating Shakur? I don't want to do boxing math, but like, well, I don't know if are you beat Devin? Sure. Like, those aren't easy matchups either. Like, no. you guys can round Robin, which we thought for many years. Where it's like, okay, it's, you know, the new four kings or whatever. If you move off, like, Teal for any reason. And, like, you guys all hand each other L's. But what if, I don't know, you're Benitez. Who was great. Yeah. He took an L from all of the four kings. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why he's not in that. It's because they all beat him. And it's just like, you were really good. You're better than everyone else. Except those guys. What happens if you have to bounce back from two losses in a row or something? Like, I mean, ask Adrian Broner how that worked out. Yeah, it was over. Because Adrian Broner was the guy. Yep, the facade shattered. Yeah, like, there's so many parallels between Tank and Adrian Broner. That's it's alarming. Good. They both were in smaller weight classes. They both fought not really great opportunities. I mean, Gavin Rees. Like, the people that Broner fought, but he looked good when he fought them. Mm-hmm. To the point where people compared him to Floyd. But then the temperament and everything else preceded him now. And it got in front of him being a fighter. Flushing dollar bills down the toilet. All that bullshit caught up to him. Then he got waxed by Madonna, and he's never been the same. No. Javante could be in the same path. 
Because he looks great. But the biggest critique, and when people was like, why is he not on the pound for pound list? Because he hasn't fought anybody. No. And Isaac Cruz has proven to be a pretty good boxer. And he fought Isaac Cruz and it went the distance. And yeah. It was a tough fight for him. It was a tough fight. Grant, he broke his hand and made his way through. It's not to say that Tank isn't good. But when you look at the elite, there's of, a lot of people who are really fucking good right now. Right, and they're going to punch you in the mouth. Yep. And I keep asking, that. like, Tank, again, he still hasn't really, he hasn't fought anybody with power. Not a single person. Leo Santa Cruz had no power. He's too small, moving up. Yep. Hector Garcia, too small, moving up. Barrios. just Barrios wasn't a big puncher. No. I need somebody with power to hit Tank, and I need to see how he reacts. Granted, Ryan Garcia got knocked down by Luke Campbell, who doesn't have any power. But... Romero Duno had power, and he cleaned him out in two rounds. Yeah. Tank hasn't fought anybody. That's always my critique in sports in general, but especially combat sports. What happens when the bully gets bullied? Yeah, like, like if, look what happened to Tyson. To yeah. He, he got bullied. somebody. <laughs> Yo, Evander Holyfield no was— what else to do. Evander was, like, we could chalk the Buster Douglas loss up to him partying with Bobby Brown in, in Tokyo and banging May. We could chalk it up to all that. When he fought Evander Holyfield, Evander Holyfield was like, bro, I'm not having none of this shit. No. You're not coming for it. I'm coming for it. And, if, and Mike didn't know what to do. We haven't seen Tank forced to fight the other way. We've seen, actually seen Ryan, you know, have, either he gives chase or he's gotten chase. He counters. He does a lot of things very well. We just haven't seen it with Tank. We're going to learn a lot. I think there's a lot to learn about Tank Davis. Yeah, and sparring is a lot different than a real fight. Oh yeah, and I just because he he pummels people in sparring. He's like, like show the sparring videos. Like, yeah, I don't care about those. No, but I just need to stay out of trouble, man. Just stay out of trouble. The last thing before we get into some of these announcements, wrap up the show, the coverage of the tank thing uh, makes me think it's like and the white thing. It is, and we'll talk about it more obviously on our next pro wrestling show. But the coverage of Vince McMahon coming back. And what that means, and if the WWE is going to get sold. Now, how about we? I mean, look, man, we're gonna we'll talk more about it for the pro wrestling show. But the way that social media went to a spiral because of a report that WWE sold for ten billion dollars with no sources, no citing of nothing, and the way people handled that. Yeah, man, people don't take combat sports journalists seriously. For people this don't know how journalism reason. works, no. let alone worse in combat sports. Not a clue. So, like the Tank Davis situation, yes. We saw Coppinger report on it. We saw other people report on it. But just like the Dana White situation, if Javante Davis was LeBron James, this would have been talked about everywhere. Yep. If Javante Davis was, I mean, we saw people talk about Antonio Brown, right? Oh, yeah. For much less. Yeah, for much less. If he was playing in a premier sport, we would talk about it more. Boxing writers didn't really cover it, and it just kind of went away. And... It can only happen for so long until it catches up with them. But boxing writers aren't as bad as MMA writers in terms of boxing writers have, they have different practice. They have a different issue. These like MMA writers have a fear of Dana White and their credentials. Like it's the only show in town. Boxers do a lot of ass kick. Boxing writers do a lot of ass kissing for a promotion that we see on social media all the time. Oh, it's PBC. Oh, it's top rank. It's like, dude, just cover the fucking sport. What's wrong yeah. with you? But in the case of the Tank Davis situation, it's like nobody's picking up the phone to make those calls. Nobody's trying to follow up. Like nobody's asking the tough questions. Yep. Or credit to his publicist team, they're not letting them ask the tough questions. 
Yeah, because it got to fight week. The coverage of it wasn't like crazy because they got ahead of it. Those recanted the next day. They put out a statement, whatever. They rolled through, said he was going to be on the fight, whatever. You get to fight week. You have an opportunity to ask people. Yeah. Espinosa's, the Gervantes, his management team, his coach. Even if he doesn't specifically answer, you can ask somebody. I didn't really hear anyone asked. No, and it's tough, man, because it's a, it's what do you do, right? Like, she recanted, there is a domestic issue, but what do you expect Tank to say, right? Like, if you're asking a question, you can ask a question, but you know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Espinosa, I can see you asking a question. Well, it's like, hey, man, I get it. Roland Romero was sexual assault, but it was allegations and you pulled him. Like, this was a 911 call and this was a... Cl- it was an arrest. A close-handed slap. That's a punch, people. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm showing you my hand for people watching this on video. I'm showing you my hand. If I close it and I slap you with it, that, sir, is a punch. I guess. It's like a side punch. Does it need to be knuckles to have a punch? No, it's a punch. If I take my hand like this, if I, if I bash, this is a punch. It's a hammer fist. It's a punch. <laughs> no, we're good. It's not a slap. All right, go semantics. Slap is palm of the hand. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Like, Javante close-handed slapped his baby mama. No, he punched her. Maybe he didn't give her the uppercut of doom. He didn't ring king her ass. Like, but he punched her. And, yeah, just kind of went away. Like, you can ask Espinosa, like, was there any conversations about not having this fight? Yeah. How do you feel with three arrests? Whether you beat the charges or not. It's like, what do we do with this guy? Like, I'm... Three arrests. Look, I'm cool with Leonard Ellerby. I wonder what he is thinking. It was interesting to see Tank ask for Leonard mid-fight. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're not with him anymore. No, but why? Right? Why? Like, it's as though he's still somewhat seeking the approval. Or maybe he's trying to show. Like, My thing was, I wonder if Leonard was there. Because, like, they couldn't find Leonard. No. So maybe he was watching from somewhere else in the arena. But if Leonard was there, what was he going to say? Like, you see? I, I could do it. I could, Are you looking for approval? Or are you right. looking to upstaged them and prove something to them. I I don't know what that dynamic is. So Leonard, and much like Mayweather promotions from the jump, they always say the right thing in the public eye. We wish him the best. Yeah, it sure. was great. It was great when he was here. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. Get out of your contract. Do whatever you want. They, they got many more in the pipeline. Carmel Mouton is going to be a beast. The kid's 16. He's going to be the next wave for them. They're fine. They see money in the future. Floyd's doing exhibitions for 40 mil. They don't, yeah, they don't care. care. Um, they're all still eating. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't, it'd be interesting. Maybe we got to hit up Leonard. Maybe we'll just talk in, in general. He'll, he'll give us some like PC answers, but I don't care. He will. I just want to like see it. Well, I mean, and before, the last thing on this is that the other reason why people don't say boxing serious, seriously is because boxing is able to control their own narrative because there's nobody, like, overseeing the sport. No. There is no Adam Silvers. There's no Roger Goodells. There is, like, the promoters looks out for the, promote, the promotion and the fighters, and they'll never say anything disparaging about them. They'll always say things like, he's fighting the best of the best right now, and he's number one. Like, when we all know it's a lie, right? Yep. Like, we, we all know Terrence Crawford is, is one of the best in the world, and you can't call yourself the best until you fight Errol Spence, and you can't call yourself the best if you're Errol Spence if you don't fight Terrence Crawford. I don't want to hear anything else. But you let them control the narrative. They can tell you whatever story they want, right? Like, like you say, why isn't Tank pound for pound? Or you can listen to the Charlo brothers scream about them being on the pound for pound list. And it's like, dog, you don't control the narrative. We do as journalists. Yep. And 
it's part of the reason why there's no there's nobody overseeing the sport to be like chill the fuck out like yeah. relax everyone feels entitled to something yeah like you don't pay my bills no, like, it's what i want with my pound for pound list and then real quick fights this weekend we talked about fa to open the show a little bit he's going to kill somebody he's, he's going to knock somebody out yes real fighter weekend ksi oh, face temper but my question to you is how did Dylan Dennis fumble the bag? Because he shouldn't have been in this fight to begin with. Dylan Dennis is trash. He is, but he trolled himself. He he comment section trolled himself. Yes. Into the ability to possibly make a million dollars. The man adverted fuck around and find out. He got to the fuck around part, and he was <laughs> like, you know what? I don't think I want to find out anymore. I'd find out for a mil. You, I, I mean, I would, but I, something about Dylan Dennis makes him believe that there's another bag out there. And he, he was not prepared for this fight. Oh, he went on Ariel's show and was like, it was like, who's training you? He's like, I don't have a trainer. Yeah, it's like he went to a bunch of different places. He was not prepared for this fight. I truly believe like that's all it was for him to pull out. Like he was not ready. He got to the fuck around part. He didn't want to find out. And then he talked to his team and was like, we can get you another fight. It's like, bro, you haven't fought in so many fucking years. Like, you're not even a boxer. What are you he's not about? a fighter anymore in even, any regard. Even Scott Coker's like, I don't know when he's coming back. We signed him to Bellator. He's kind of fucking us. Like, like he's not going to fight. Man, he just completely fumbled the bag. So, yeah, KSI is getting phase temper now, who temper got... Knocked out by Slim. Yeah, and Slim's actually pretty good in terms Slim's of... Slim's not bad. But, I don't know why he didn't get Slim. Slim's also on this card. Well, KSI, I mean, he's leveling up. <laughs> okay. He's leveling up. But KSI, is, uh, he signed a five-year deal for Misfits in the zone. Jake um, knocks him out, right? Right now, I say yes. Yes. I got to see how KSI progresses in his little boxing career. I don't think KSI could ever get good enough to get to the level even where Jake is now. I mean, J- Jake Paul might slow down with his PFL deal in, his, in an yeah. MMA fight. Like, he may take his foot off the gas in boxing to focus on MMA and KSI could catch up. Because as Clarissa Shields will tell you, as we saw with Connor, it is very difficult to shift gears from one sport yep. to another because every the spacing, the footwork, everything's different. And if Jake Paul is transitioning and KSI is focusing on boxing, he could catch him. KSI's not a little guy either. He fought Logan Paul and he beat him. Yeah. I just don't think he's good. No, I don't think he's good either. I mean, I don't think any of these guys are good. I think, you know, we look at Jake. I mean, like Jake could be he's he's decent. He's no, good. Jake, Jake is good. He surprised yeah. a lot of us. Uh, we still need to see more about KSI. But a five year deal for Misfits Boxing is big for KSI. Huge. Like, damn, they believe in you for five years? Two pay per views a year, so at least ten pay per views. I really checks. hate that. When I was at the zone. The mantra was death to pay-per-views. Motherfuckers are doing more pay-per-views than everybody else. <laughs> Everybody's on pay-per-view. Yeah. And uh, you look at it, reports, Dan Rayfield today. Um, the zone lost 2.1 bill last year. I'm sure. Globally, like, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, like, look, man, I'm not. I worked at the zone, and for those years, I mean, people who follow the podcast know that. The zone is much bigger than boxing, right? Oh, yeah. But the zone has NFL rights in Canada, NBA rights in Canada. Like, if you get the zone, the zone in America sucks because we already get all the sports that they offer in other countries. Like, we don't watch cricket out here. Who cares? Like, but in, when I worked at the zone, they gave me a VPN and a global feed. So, on Sundays, every NFL game is on the zone. That's amazing. So, if I like the NFL and I'm in, like, China, watch every game. The NBA? More games than you have in League Pass. There's no blackouts. You see everything. Baseball, they, have, they struck deals 
to distribute every sport that's in America globally. So they make a lot of money off of that. In the States, however, DAZN is known for one thing, and that's boxing. boxing. And boxing's not big enough, and I think that's where they misplayed their hand. DAZN knew how bo- big boxing was in, the, in Europe. He was like, we can make boxing that big in the States. You can't. There's too much competition. Yeah. So if you don't pick up the rights, like I remember, and I, I guess I can say this now, when, before Amazon got the NFL deal, the zone was after it. Like, Skipper was after that deal. That was going to be a game changer for the zone. They didn't end up getting it. Would have been a game changer. It would have been huge. Because they knew, John Skipper and that team knew, boxing is great, but we need something else to anchor us down. Because boxing is not like a seasonal sport. It's like yeah. when the big fight happens, then we watch. Because, you know, we, when we're there, we brag. 30 fights a year or whatever. But people ain't watching 30 fights a year. People watch fights they want to watch. Yeah. But the NFL, 18 weeks. And you had a game a week, worth the price of admission. It didn't happen. So them losing money because of boxing makes sense. But globally, they're fine. I just don't know what happens in the States, which is why they went to the pay-per-view model. You had to justify Canelo. You got to justify paying him. You was looking at all that fucking money and was like, we can't get this fight away for free. AJ. Like, I mean, AJ will still be free. Unless he fights Deontay. But that's because it'll be a joint pay-per-view. Yeah, but I mean, you're getting a lot of money. Yeah, well, AJ's deal is different. It's not strictly with the zone. Like, he had the Star Sports thing. There was a lot of shit going on. Canelo was getting paid out the ass by the zone. Yeah. Straight up. Triple G got a lot of money from the zone. Devin Haney got a lot of money through the zone. In an effort Devin to- Haney goes back to the zone. Yeah, I'm not even sure how this deal works out. I have he to has find one that. more with top rank, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think Devin might just be a free agent. Yeah. He might be playing the Canelo hand now. But that's why the zone is like, ah, we got to do something. This KSI deal is great for them. Five years is a hell of an investment, though. It's a long time. Because, like, this, this YouTuber shit could be dead in two. And now you're stuck with YouTubers nobody cares about. Like, yeah. Saw Poppy can only get you so far. YouTube, the, the nature of it moves so fast, you have to get the next big stars to yeah. want to fight. Because these kids will be too old. Yeah. No one's going to give a fuck about any of these people like, in three oh, or four years. KSI, he's 28. Ah, oh, dinosaur. Yeah. Like, they got to Guys like him. KSI? Ugh. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. that guy. Like, yeah. my, my nephew used to be a huge Logan Paul fan. I think he's a Logan's old and washed. And I'm like, really? I was like, I just started liking Logan Paul as a pro wrestler. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not, I'm not I'm the target audience, right? Yeah. Like, so this Misfits Boxing Series, like, I'm sure it'll do well. Saw Poppy's on this card, too, isn't he? He is. I saw him, like, pop-locking in the ring and shit. Yeah. Like, saw Poppy lost, like, another 30 pounds. Yeah, he looks very slim. Oh, my God. He, He's starting to look like a boxer. <laughs> yeah, he, for real. Yeah. Um, but it's a good deal for them. them. Them losing money is not great. I don't know if they'll ever make up the money they lost. And I think at a certain point, you just say, the zone U.S. is going to lose money. Yeah, I'm just going to take the L on that. If we can make money everywhere else, we'll be good. We'll be just fine. But the zone U.S., like, <laughs> we got to keep the, the, the lights on. We got to hope these pay-per-views sell a little bit. So the Misfits boxing deal makes sense. Maybe they buy WWE. <laughs> we'll save that. For next There's a I lot to talk about with the WWE. Guy, listen, guys, if you're listening to this boxing show and you don't want to hear about pro wrestling, that's totally fine. But we talk about pro wrestling next week. Boy, I've got a lot to say. About it's been one hell of a week. About the, the, the sale, so-called sales of... WWE to a private Saudi firm for $10 billion and the deal was done and people lost their Like they came through with a briefcase. Like it was just that easy. Yo, I tweeted that y'all embarrassed yourselves. Y'all really did. And I didn't say any names. 
Because I'm not even just talking about journalists. I'm talking about people who's like, it's the end of the world. And it's like, y'all, y'all believe there's, there's no like, story here and you guys are running with this shit? Even if it was true, it's not the end of the world. No, I, I, it's not wow. the end of that company. It was doomsday. I was like, what? It, there's one show that Someone I'm waiting. Someone their dog. There's one show that I'm waiting for. As long as Double or Nothing is in Vegas again, I cannot wait to have Tony Khan back on the show. Tony's been through some shit in this past year. He's been through some shit, but when we get to this part, the roller coaster. Oh, he gonna have some shit. To oh, say. he's gonna he's gonna be elated to talk about this. Vince McMahon's back. Like he's had to be watched from the sideline. Like this is amazing. We'll see if Vince stays. There's a suit <laughs> just filed against him for abuse of power. Guys, everything is pro wrestling. Yo, it's it's succession playing out in real life. This shit's incredible. I need a doc on this. Like. Yeah. Netflix, somebody somebody got to put together a doc just on July through whenever this ends. Yeah. It's it's going to be crazy. So we appreciate you all. It's been a hell of a boxing show. Feels nice to be back this week. We'll be back next week talking pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing again. We're back on it. It's 2023. Now we're, we're hitting the sprints again. There's UFC every week from now until God knows when. Forever. There's boxing picking up all different promotions, pro wrestling. We're coming into the Royal Rumble season, which means a sprint towards Mania, which is crazy. You're going to be the business man ever for Mania week. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, it's going to be fun, though. We're going to enjoy it. Hopefully you guys enjoy taking this ride with us. For everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Wind Resort in Vegas, make sure you guys follow us on social media, Corner Podcast underscore Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, Corner Podcast on YouTube. Myself, the old man, Andreas Hale. Till next time, we're out. Peace.